now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Gregor Copilot, that's me, Aloha. Captain Dennis, we are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Okay, so last week... Uh, maybe you caught uh, Jimmy from Jimmy's World was with us, and we were talking to him about his aircraft that uh, Dennis is going to borrow. So just to refresh everyone's memory, the the reason he's going to borrow his uh, 310, the Silver Bullet, is because Dennis is trying to get his multi-engine aircraft rating, and, oh, well, Jimmy has a multi-engine aircraft that he is willing to let him use. Is that it in a nutshell, that- Dennis? Pretty well sums it up. Yeah, and it's better to to use it as opposed to let it sit there. So he had a window of time, said, Dennis, yeah, if you need to use it, we can work a deal. So you worked a deal with him. And uh, and and you're going to go up there with an instructor of your choice. Uh, get in the, uh, it's a Cessna 310, right? That's correct. And you're going to go up there for how many hours you got to get on this plane? Um, there's not a set hours requirement. It's a proficiency thing. Oh. So... You know, um, it the typical flying program for a multi-engine rating usually budgets around 10 hours. Okay. Um, I have some previous experience or bad habits, depending how you want to look at it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could take five hours. It could take 15. It's all going to depend on what the instructor thinks and when I'm proficient. Okay. And does it matter if it's a, uh, the previous experience you have is with a Cessna 310? No. Um, a lot of the procedures and stuff are very common um you know with a multi-engine rating yeah you have a two-engine airplane you already know how to fly and start an airplane and do all that kind of stuff so the flying part's simple mm-hmm. the the reason we need a special rating for the multi-engine is because when something bad happens it goes really bad really fast with a twin engine airplane you've got you know the engines are generally mounted on the wings and if one of them shuts down, you've got one wing that's pulling and one that isn't. And that can cause, if you're not going fast enough or you get that the airplane gets slow, it can cause an uncontrollable, unrecoverable roll. Um, which would be a bad. bad thing. Yeah. Right. So you need to learn how to properly identify which engine failed, shut down that engine, feather the prop to reduce drag on the side that has a windmilling prop and things like that. Mm-hmm. You need to learn all the emergency procedures and go through that training. Yeah. So it's so, not as easy as just, okay, power up the one that's working really, really uh, much, much higher. Fire wallet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, you got to also get rid of the drag on the other side, because even though you got two engines, um, when you lose one, you're losing over 50% of the available power because of all the extra drag and everything there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the multi-engine trainers, unless the landing gear's already up and the flaps are up, there's a good chance that they won't even climb on one engine. Hmm. So there's no guarantee there. Right. But in theory, you should be able to fly your plane on just one engine, shouldn't you? Yes, you should be able to. And that's, you know, but you have to have the airplane configured, um, secure the engine, get rid of the windmilling props so that you don't have that extra drag, things like that. Mm-hmm. So those... Those are the things that I'm actually going to be able to learn and demonstrate how to shut down the engine, how to restart the engine, all of that kind of stuff, all of that training. 
And then because I'm a commercial rated pilot with an instrument rating, I actually have to do an instrument approach on one engine Hmm. in order to maintain my instrument privileges as a multi-engine pilot. Now, when you're doing that type of training, do you have to alert tower that you're doing this? Because isn't that kind of like a controlled emergency descent? No. It's not? No, because what if we go into an uncontrolled airport? Well, okay, you could do that. And I guess Um, that would be the preference. Yeah. But you might want to tell them, hey, we're coming in on a simulated uh, um, engine out, um, you know, practice or things like that. You could advise the tower if you're working in a towered airport just to let them know that, hey, we're we're not going to be able to climb out quite as quickly as you were expecting. Because we only have one engine, but (laughs) it's okay. Yeah. We did. I meant to do that. (laughs) So the theme here is that we're flying a two engine airplane, but we're fixating on only having one engine. And so I reached out to my insurance company because I'm borrowing somebody else's airplane. And, you know, what, what would happen if something was to go wrong? What if I did something boneheaded and, you know, taxied into a, a taxi light or something like that and damaged a prop, you know, mm-hmm. I would hate to do that. And I was asking my insurance company, like, Hey, there is a provision in my policy for the Mooney that covers non-owned aircraft. And he says, yeah, there is, but it only covers you if you borrow a single engine airplane. No. Hmm. Oh. Why? Well, but I'm only flying with one engine. That's true. It's a single <laughs> engine and a uh, dual engine aircraft. It's just it? got a spare. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, no, they said no. But uh, uh, what they did recommend is said, uh, if you don't want to set up, you know, sign up for a, a rental policy for a whole year for a twin engine, um, Star Aviation has an iPad app that you can go into and you can literally pay as you go. You can go and buy month to month aviation insurance, pick your limits. How much do you want to cover for the airplane? How much liability do you want? And you can just sign up right there on your iPad. I'm like, hey, that's brilliant. I'm covering myself. I'm protecting Jimmy's asset because uh, mm-hmm. if something happens, I I would feel horrible. And I don't want, you know, he's giving me this airplane, the use of it out of the grace of his heart. Um, I don't want to, you know, hand him back a pile of sheet metal. Yeah, That's not ideally, fair. you don't want to do that. But knowing him, no. he would just put it back together and fly it the next day. Oh, no, he'd probably cut <laughs> it up and make luggage tags or something well, like that. You know, that could be a <laughs> possibility. But, uh, but, I mean, but what about... On his side of the things, what if you're the, you know, the the person with the airplane that let someone use it? Do you have any kind of coverage for them or no? Generally, no. Um, the coverage is pilot specific on an airplane. You get a policy, it covers you and a named pilot if you put them on the policy. Sometimes you have to pay extra to have those pilots listed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's generally a provision that says, hey, we'll cover you. If the pilot meets these qualifications, um, and it'll be, you know, so many hundreds of hours of flight time, at least an instrument rating, things like that. Well, I, as a student, I'm certainly not going to meet any sort of an open pilot warranty on a 310. So, right. you know, okay. um, so you're kind of on your own to get that may covered. cover him yeah. and may pay, you know, his insurance policy would likely pay out if I was to wreck the plane. But then there's that insurance company would be very likely to come back after me and go, hey. We paid Jimmy for his airplane. Now you, you need pay to pay us. us. Right. So this renter's insurance would be to protect me in the unlikely chance that something were to happen. Mm-hmm. And what about your instructor? Do you got to get him set up too? The renter's insurance covers that. Oh, okay. It's for both of you. Yeah. In that sense. All right. And and in this case, well, you know my instructor. I do? My son. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yes. So, you know, you, you could look at it two ways. He's, he's protected because he's under my umbrella. You know, he, he's my son living in my household, right? Right. On the other hand, he's also a new uh, pilot and, you know, just out of college with tons of student loan debt. Go ahead. Try to get money out of him. Good luck. You know <laughs> what he has and what he doesn't have. So what he doesn't have is a long a list. <laughs> what he does have is a lot of student debt. So okay. you know. Uh yeah. but that's not the professional proper way to do things, you know. It it can run what I think it was like, you know, between eighty and hundred and sixty bucks, whether you know, depending whether you wanted, you know, twenty five thousand dollars worth of coverage or uh, $125,000 of coverage type of thing. So right. it's, it's not a significant cost. I mean, it's not trivial, but mm-hmm. still a hundred bucks for peace of mind to me doesn't seem like a real big uh, decision to right. go through. And this uh, Cessna 310, what do you think it's valued at? Taking Jimmy's uh, name off of it, because that increases the value by tenfold probably. It depends how you look at it, but you know, piston twins, um, they're they're not as popular as they once were. So yeah, I would say, you know, somewhere in the hundred thousand range is probably on the high end. Right. Okay. Yeah, you know, engines ends are engines are fairly high time. It's an old airframe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, but if you were to prang a prop, it still costs the same to overhaul the propeller and overhaul the engine, whether it's a new plane or an old plane. Yes. Well, hopefully you won't have to do either. Uh, Correct. <laughs> you know, so let's just count on that. Get the proper insurance. You'll be good to go. And uh, getting his multi-engine rating. All right, more it's coming up. Being responsible. We try to do that every now and then here on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Get off my plane. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor, co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Uh, Harrison Ford, he should have did uh, Air Force Two or Air Force One Two Part Two or something. I don't know. Have you seen the reviews on the new Indiana June uh, Indiana Jones movie? I, I haven't yet. Not I'll pretty. probably watch it, but yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to take a franchise that they honestly should have ended after uh, the Last Crusade and, and kind of skip some of the other ones. The yeah. Crystal Skull didn't. Uh, didn't I want to. I want to well. hope that it's not as bad as what the critics are saying. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. I read some pretty bad stuff about it. Anyway, speaking of internet, uh, nonsense, which you could put that in that category, you know, this story has been uh, percolating for the last few years at a uh, YouTuber who, uh, crashes plane and, it, uh, you know, he, he acted like he had an accident, jumped out, uh, of his plane, skydived to safety, crashed the plane, got it all on YouTube. You know, it was a big old stunt, even though, you know, he acted like it was real at first, but everybody called him out like, no, 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 wait a minute. And There was uh, fire extinguishers strapped to your legs. Right. You didn't even try to restart. No. There was, you know, all of this kind of stuff. It was a yep. big hose. It was all to get clicks on YouTube and, and that kind of thing. Anyway, he has uh, finally fi- officially uh, been busted and uh, has uh, agreed to plead guilty to one count in a plea agreement that will not oppose him to spending up to two years in federal prison for destroying and discarding the wreckage of his uh, Taylor craft BL 65. Wow. That's uh, I, that, I'll, I'll be honest. That's pretty harsh. I, I, I mean, I thought he was going to get busted and fined big time, but I didn't know he was going to end up spending, uh, well, it says up to two years in jail. So that could mean 30 days for all we know. Well, I, I sure wish it was more because, yeah. you know, if he would have just done his stunt and told the FAA, yeah, it was a, it was done for clicks, all he would have gotten was a suspension of his certificate. Yeah. But what he did is went and got the wreckage with a helicopter, brought it to the airport, put it on a trailer, towed it into his hangar, and cut it up and destroyed it. Right. And then when the FAA said, hey, we want to look at this airplane that, well, I don't know where the wreckage is. I I don't remember where it crashed. And right. he interfered he with a federal investigation. And that's what they got him on. Mm-hmm. They didn't get, they're not giving him two years in jail for the stunt in bailing out of the airplane, which I wish they would have. But right. they did revoke his certificate immediately. If you look up Trevor Jacob in the Airman Registry, he has no ratings. He's he not had, flying he would right restart. now. Or any time, nope. probably. Uh, <laughs> or in the next one to two years, apparently. Well, maybe even longer than that. I bet he's lost. Yeah. He'll lose it longer than that. But no, I, he uh, he probably will not be allowed to reapply for his certificates. Yeah, but as far as the jail time, it will be interesting to see how much they put him uh, in jail for if he he actually gets jail time. Just says he he agrees not to fight, uh, spending up to two years in federal prison. So that's pretty that's pretty heavy duty. I thought he was going to be fined out of, of, you know, to oblivion 
and never be able to fly again, which, you know, like you said, that may not be enough, but I, I wasn't expecting him to get jail time. So, well, it's we'll just, a, it's literally a crime what he did, though. I yeah, mean, it is. If it you're going to jump out of and destroy a classic airplane like that, mm-hmm. I think you do deserve some sort of a penalty. Yeah. It's one thing if the airplane gets destroyed in an accident, you know, but for you to intentionally destroy a historic little airplane like that, you could have given it to me. I would right. have taken that airplane and given it love, care, and attention, and let it, other people use it to look at their tailwheel ratings or something right. useful. Well, not, but it wasn't YouTube. because of that that he he's uh, he got uh, you know you know got the agreement or got the plea agreement. It was because he lied about the he uh, wreckage. Yeah, he interfered yeah, well, with the investigation. Right. That's what they got him on. Yeah. So don't do that. If you find yourself an issue, you know, if you if you've uh, you know told a fib at the beginning, you better get it out there quick, and uh, but don't do anything like that. They'll they'll nail you in the slammer. It'd be you know sharing a sharing a uh, you know cell with a guy named Bubba who's never been in an airplane. That would be bad. Maybe no comment. No, leave it alone. There's just way too many places we could go. That yeah, are not so safe true. For radio, so true. All right, let's talk about more positive things when it comes to aviation news and information. And that would be AirVenture. Now's the time to plan appropriately for the big event in July. Uh, they're going to have a big webinar, I believe, on the 13th, just just over a week from now. Uh, if you go to eaa.org, they're going to have a, a webinar that you can sign up for and watch and listen to for all the new, uh, you know, notums and and ways to approach the event if you're going to fly in for air venture. And uh, I guess there are some changes. Do we know what any of these uh, specific changes are, Dennis? Or well, what I, saw? I haven't read through the notum yet because I haven't decided if I'm flying, but I do have right. it downloaded, which you can get at EAA's website as well. Yeah. But I understand that there are some changes uh, coming that maybe not affect the normal general aviation arrivals, but I did hear some some talk about uh, changes to like the ultralight pattern, right? Uh, where they do the fun fly at night, you know, the stole event and things like that. So there are some changes to those areas. So it doesn't matter what kind of airplane you're flying into AirVenture. It does behoove you to uh, read the notum and see and make sure you know what the, what the process and procedures are if they've made some changes. I mean, last year they extended out the arrivals. You used to start at Ripon, then go to Fisk, and then from Fisk they would send you to either runway two seven or one eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm assuming that they're going to keep that intact with the extended arrival paths because it made it a lot easier to sequence uh, traffic if they had them stretched out, you know, almost to Minneapolis. But you know what uh, happens when you assume? Well, you potentially make an ass out of you and me. Out of you and, and me, yes. right? So I was trying to think of how to put that politely and not use that on radio. What but, are you talking about? What? Well, I guess it's not one of the you seven can say words, you. So ass is fine. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's one of those things because you hear these stories every now and then at whether whether it's Air Venture, Sun and Fun, or any other events that you fly into that uh, you, you the the guys that have been doing this for years they kind of get used to the routine and it's like you know they don't think about uh, things uh, uh, changing and they literally change year to year. And it may be something very minor, very very small, but it could be something pretty uh, pretty drastic. And uh, if you don't check that stuff, I mean, uh, basically, uh, you're required to know what the approach is for any of those events 
as a as a private pilot if you're flying in into right because it's a no well, isn't it it's yeah and it's not i was going to say it's not just this event but as a pilot you're responsible to know be briefed on any notams, runway lengths, your operational limit, all of this kind of stuff. You need to give yourself all available information for the flight you're going to conduct. So whether it's arriving at a mass arrival at a huge air show or even just going for the $100 hamburger, you still need to check for notams. Right. I mean, I don't know how many people got dinged uh, up at Arcadia over the last few weeks, but their runway's been closed. So Taco Tuesday's been a grass runway. So they've been flying in, and then they realize, like, oh, crap, i got to find something other than tacos. Uh, it's back to the burgers. All right, we'll find some other place with a burger. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I didn't play golf today. I took a flying lesson. Mm-hmm. How was that? Uneventful. So what do you want to do? Fly alone in your little plane? No. The whole point is to find something we can do together. What are you waiting for? Spread your wings and fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew navigating the latest aviation news and information. Okay, so uh, i got to give some props out to MyGoFlight.com. You know, they're pretty good with their little uh, newsletter they uh, send out regularly. Uh, if you're on their list, you probably should be. Everybody's bought stuff from them, whether it's knee boards to, you know, I don't know, uh, iPad covers. They, they, I mean, so many different types of mounts. Their luggage is phenomenal. The Aviator line of luggage. Uh, I got a set bags, and, and I'm not getting. Bags. Yeah, I'm not getting paid. By the way, to say this, but their uh, Aviator uh, luggage, which kind of it looks. I mean, I got the poly uh, uh, cover version not the full aluminum you can go full aluminum like aircraft aluminum uh but i got the polycarbonate one and i gotta tell you this is the best luggage i've ever had i've already had it on several trips and this stuff seems to be pretty much indestructible and that by that i mean loves it yeah and by that i mean it can get through commercial uh, flights with them throwing your bags around and so far uh i've i've you know i mean you get a few little scuffs here and there but the stuff holds up the wheels don't break i mean god bless them they make good they stuff fit, and more importantly they can fit in the overhead compartment without a problem right if you get the yeah the carry-on 
I got different sizes, but that's the Aviator. I think it's Aviator Pro uh, luggage. Check it out at mygofly.com. But all their stuff is quality. But you know, one of the one of the things they do is that they, you know, you can sign up for their newsletter once you buy something from them, or you probably don't even have to do that. But they send out little uh, pilot tips, and uh, the latest one uh, was a, a quick little pilot quiz. And I'm kind of like knee deep in this right now because I'm trying to finish up my uh, ground school on my sporties course. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, this would be a piece of cake. These questions are probably questions I've already had in the uh, course. And lo and behold, nope, they were uh, extras. They were things. I don't know. You tell me, Dennis, if a question like this would be on the, um, you know, my written test. When a control tower tells you to contact ground point niner, what frequency should you call ground on? It's 121.9 because they're assuming that most tower ground frequencies start with 121. So they're just giving you the shorthand contact ground point niner. It's quicker. Is that going to be on my written test? No. I didn't think so. So how are you supposed to know this? Where would you find that? Uh, Well, that'd be in the, uh, the, the FA, what? FAH, what? What is it? Say it. Close. The airport facility directory or the chart supplemented, as it's now called. That's what I that said. That would have all the frequencies. Yeah. Exactly. Or in four flight under the <laughs> airport information. Yep. Right. But ground point niner means one to one point nine. Now I know. All right. Uh, question two. You're flying inside Denver's Class B airspace at 9,000 MSL. What is the fastest you can fly? The choice is 200 knots, 250, no restriction. It's 250. And that is something that may show up on your private pilot. And it is shown up in my uh, sporties class, too. So that's why I knew that so easily. I just covered that. So, yeah, it's 250 for Class B airspace, right? That is correct. So there you go. And we all know together. And if you didn't know, just pretend you did, and we'll take credit. Uh, question three, ground control instructs you to taxi via Alpha Charlie across runway 1735. Do you need to stop for clearance at runway 1735's hold short lines before crossing the runway? The answer is either nope. yes or no, and it is a no because they gave us clearance, right? They told you to cross runway 1735 as part of your clearance. So you would reply back, uh, Charlie 651, uh, uh, taxiing via Alpha Charlie crossing runway 1735, right? That is exactly what you tell them. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, question number four. Why does leaders Clear Lake, which is uh, code 8Y6, appear as a hollow circle on the chart? Hollow circle. Well, because that is the uh, a hollow circle. And it has four indents at the top, bottom, well, north, south, east, and west. Um, Let me see. It's not military. It says all runways are soft. It's a seaplane base. It's a private airport. The longest hard runway is less than 1,000 feet. All runways are soft. Or the longest runways are under, over, uh, less than 1,500 feet. Mm, private airport. Mm. What? What is it? It is soft field for one. It's soft field is what that uh, icon means. Yes, because it's hollow. It's hollow. That generally means that there is not a paved runway there. So it's a grass field. Well, a private airport may not have a grass field or maybe only a grass field. Uh, 
I live on a private airport, and we very much have a paved runway. Right, right. right. What are the little ticks, them. though? The little uh, little notches around the airport, though. Why does it have those little ticks on the uh, 12, 3, 6, and 9? Uh, because uh, they want to tell us what's north, south, east, and west? Nope. It means there's services available. And having personally flown into that airport, I can tell you that that airport is very unique. It does have a grass runway. But the first one-third of it is actually a little paved stretch, so you can actually get a good roll on it on an airplane with small tires before you actually have to go onto the grass. Uh-huh. And they've got a, you know, a very busy maintenance shop there that uh, restores airplanes, does annuals, maintenance, things like that. Very unique little airport, been around forever. In fact, that was the inspiration for the movie Planes, for the actual community. The animators from... Uh, um, Pixar had actually come up to that airport and was looking it over, and they they that's how they kind of modeled that whole city for uh, planes. So Leaders Clear Lake is uh, they yep, use that it's, uh, for the yeah it's huh. just uh, just north of Minneapolis, yeah. uh, just outside of St. Cloud, Minnesota. So the correct answer is all runways are soft. Yes, interesting. Okay, well I I figured that's what the answer was. I was right. just trying to you know I want everyone to learn. You just wanted to get all us. that other info out of me, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, the next one is another icon. So this is kind of hard to do on the radio, but it says which radio or which runway at Crew Airport W eighty one has the right traffic pattern. Um, so so it has a um, like a magenta colored uh, solid with a with a line through the middle, uh, which would be well, I don't know, it'd be fifteen or thirty five. Let's see. Right, right traffic would be thirty-three or thirty-three or fifteen. So I'm going to say thirty-three. What do you think? Well, what what you'll see on a sectional chart, it'll say R next to the runway number when you look at the uh, the actual text. Yeah, uh, I don't see R. I see L. The the L is meaning it's a uh, uh, length or lighted. Mm. so neither i don't know what the hell does it mean this is a stumper it's hard because i'm not looking at the question well then let's just assume i get this one right okay we'll we'll give you credit for you You get a banana (laughs) yeah it just says uh which runway at crew airport has the right traffic pattern has a right traffic pattern and i'm looking at the sectional and I'm seeing crew and AWOS 419, and then it has asterisk L33. So that's why I was saying runway 33. Wouldn't it be? We'll give you credit for it. I guess. I don't know. We'll review it offline and we'll make, we'll publish a correction. There's a bell curve. That's all I I know. Uh, Tower. If this was on your actual written test, you will have. In the test supplement, the little, the booklet that you get for your written test. I can look it up. There will be. You can look it up, and right. that's what I would always recommend. And if you're sitting in your oral exam and the examiner's pulling out a sectional chart, just open up ForeFlight, make sure you have all of the FAA legends downloaded, and you can re- look it up there, too. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I can look it up on my uh, iPhone or iPad? I yes, thought you, you weren't allowed to use that. Uh, not in your written test, but during your actual check ride, you certainly can. Oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. All right, more coming up on Just Plane Radio.
Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. A touch of my hand and you shall fly. It's my this is yeah. Just Plain Radio. Gregor Copilot, that is me, along with Captain Dennis. Okay, so this uh that last question kind of threw me a little bit on the chart. And uh I said it was gonna be runway thirty-three. Uh, for this uh, airport, crew airport, W81, has a does it have a right traffic pattern? And the answers, uh, choices are runway 33, runway 15, neither. Now it says uh, on the information on the chart for that airport, uh, 419, and then it has an asterisk L, and it says 33. And I'm like, well, maybe that means uh, runway 33. So I'm, I'm you know, playing, uh, playing the odds on that one because I just didn't know. Uh, but you check the uh, actual answer should be neither because it doesn't designate either runway as a uh, right traffic pattern. Is that right? That is correct. What would happen is underneath that information you just said, it would actually say RP and the runway number. Mm-hmm. So a good example of that is Airglades Airport over uh, off of Lake Okeechobee. They have a right pattern to runway 13, and it says that right underneath, RP space 13. Okay. So and so what you were looking at here on crew, the 419, that's the field elevation, 419 feet. Okay. The asterisk and L means it's lighted, but the asterisk implies that it's not lighted full time, meaning pilot controlled lighting. You usually have to click the light, click the microphone five, seven times, whatever. Right. To you got to trigger it, it. Yeah. And the 33 is the length of the longest runway. Oh, in this case, so they 30, threw me. 300 feet. Yep. So they're trying to weed out the people that are using uh, best guess technology. <laughs> yep. It's like, there I see a 33, and one of the answers says runway 33, so it must be that one. The good news is, <sighs> though, Greg, out of five questions, you really only missed one. Right. So that's an 80% average, if I'm doing math correctly. Let's and go with not that. supposed to do math in public. You need what to pass your written? 70. So you'd have passed if this was your written. Hell yeah. That's right. And plus, no, let's not forget the bell curve. There's a bell curve too, right? No, it's a strict oh. 70%. Well, okay. I'll keep studying. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm practicing and, you know, going through this stuff, you know, supplementing those questions with uh, my go flight uh, newsletters and stuff. It's good. I'm, I'm soaking it all in slowly, but surely it'll get, it'll get in there. It's kind of like a dried out sponge, <laughs> but, but you know. I'm slowly but, but we surely. are getting into rainy season, so yeah, there you go. I'm getting a little water on the brain, and it'll start to absorb eventually, and I'll get uh, caught up and be good to go. Uh, but well, yeah, we need to get you get that written done sooner rather than later because you know uh, we went through your logbook and we know what we need to do, right? And it's really not a lot if it's we not can a lot. just if we can just get the written out of the way. We have that obstacle done. We get you in the airplane. We're going to get this ticket done yeah. this year. Well, yeah, I'd say another couple of weeks. I'm going to be through the ground school stuff, and then I'll. It'll just be uh, okay. Let me review and then set up a time for the written, and then get it yeah. out because I can take that anytime, right? 
You can take it anytime. Um, you can get an endorsement through Sporties from their app, or I can write an endorsement for you to go take the written. But you right. do have to get a sign off from an instructor. Right. Okay. Well, I'll keep working on it. Well, the goal is uh, within the next, let's say, three weeks. Let's go with that. I'm going to hold. I'm going to hold you to it. No, don't do that. I'm just saying that's the goal. So by the end of June. <laughs> okay, we'll go with that. That is okay. the goal. That is the. It's penciled in. Uh, We've yeah. missed them before. <laughs> so. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But uh, we got that. All right. Uh, we do have some other news that happened recently that we need to get out there. Uh, would you consider this guy kind of like an aviation icon, or where would you put him in? In that? Yeah, I would. I of- put him up into the aviation royalty. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we uh, we just heard that uh, Brian Shule. Uh, the famous SR-71 pilot uh, passed away recently at age 75. And, you know, it would have been a footnote in history that we lost an SR-71 pilot, except this guy has made a history or a career, you know, after he got done flying of, you know, writing books about his experience in the Blackbird and telling just some amazing stories. And there's one story that he passes on all the time, uh, talking about an incident that occurred while him and his uh, backseater were completing their their qualification trainings out over california okay and anytime somebody mentions the sr-71 immediately that whole story gets copy and pasted back into whatever discussion thread you're having and it, it's really kind of fun because you know back in back in the era of the blackbird we didn't have gps right so if you didn't get out your little whiz wheel and time yourself flying across the sectional chart you know and figuring out your ground speed the easiest thing to do was call air traffic control and ask them for a ground speed check, and they could tell you on the radar. Okay. And so, you know, he's flying at 80-some 80, 80 thousand feet, just, you know, cruising along, and he hears a conversation over center frequency from a Cessna looking for a ground speed check, and air traffic control, being very professional, comes back and says, eh, Cessna 123, we have you over the ground at 90 knots. A few seconds later, the twin a twin beach comes up on frequency, and it's like, uh, yeah, this is Twin Beach uh, 345. I'd like to get a ground speed check. Uh, yes, sir. We've got you at uh, 120 knots. Okay. And, of course, you know, you, you started to see that there was something going on here. A little Cessna pilot was being one up by the Twin Beach pilot. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, you get this, yeah, center, this is Dusty 2-0. I'd like to get a ground speed check. And these guys are sitting in their SR-71 going, wait a minute. Dusty, that's a Navy call sign. That F-18's got a ground speed display right in the heads up. Why is he? Oh, he wants to show them that he's the fastest guy in the valley today. (laughs) And, of course, ATC comes back just as plain as can be. Yeah, Dusty 2-0, we've got you at 620 knots. Thank you very much. And the pilot's like, oh, we got to flame this guy. We just we can't let this go. We can't let the Navy have this one. And he was about to click his microphone, uh-huh. but his backseater, who was running the radios, clicks. Aspen 3-0, like to get a ground speed check. ATC comes back and says, yeah, we've got you at 1,942 knots across the ground. Uh, Roger, Aspen 3-0, we're showing a little closer to 2,000 up here. Yeah. <laughs> and at that moment, you know, the Navy pilot's like, I'm out. <laughs> right. But and of course, that it- story, you know, just it just... Pilots can all appreciate that one-upmanship that mm-hmm. I've got to be the best. and In your face. You know, it, 
yeah. in your face. And that story <laughs> gets repeated. And here we are repeating it again. You talk about the Blackbird, the air ground speed check story comes back out. Mm-hmm. So well, it's, it, you know, sad it's, uh, that we've lost him, but yeah. his legacy will live on. And, and the stories. You know, and yes, that, that's absolutely. a big part of uh, the aviation community is that, you know, unfortunately, we can't fly, fly 24-7. Uh, just costs too much, you know. But so when you're down on the ground, what are you doing? Well, you're usually talking about flying if you're not flying, right? Yeah. That's just kind of how if you're it not works. talking about flying, you're reading about flying. Right. So you can talk about flying later. Yeah. And, and so in a lot of what do you do when you're flying? You're, uh, you know, uh, gaining your stories uh, when you're hanging out at the hangar bar. A little bit later on, or you're at the flight line with your fellow aviation enthusiasts. Hey, that's kind of what Just Plane Radio is, in a sense. Well, it's really you and I hanging out every week talking about flying and maybe one day finally getting you inspired enough to finish it up. Right. So, but I mean, what? Look at what you've done for me, though. Uh, Over the 11 years that I've been, I've known you and been doing the show, I've gone from being just a VFR pilot to a CFII airplane owner living in an air park so okay oh i'm glad you, know. you put it that way i thought you were going to say see what's happened look what you've done to me you've made me sp- spend millions you've cost me thousands of dollars you probably have yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way uh right they were quality purchases you're doing uh this to gain that experience and that uh you know that uh moment in time that you'll remember for forever and and share with your fellow uh, pilot friends right yeah, and hopefully, you know, share my knowledge with somebody else, maybe motivate them to, you know, get their license before you do. Yeah. And in my role, of course, is to do all the things that you should not if you want to become a private pilot. So I think I've lived up to my, uh, you know, my role here on this show pretty well over the last few years. And Oh, we'll know. talk about timing. <laughs> right. And with that somewhat disturbing note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember... There's no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.